0: it
1: was it was not a a a crowd favorite but i i don't know i mean i think i think you have to love stitch on a certain level, to be like, yeah, let's go. Stitch is great. Escape. You,
2: <laughs> you have to love Stitch. You must love Stitch.
0: <laughs> Welcome to Anna Musings. Hi. Where
2: we all love Stitch.
0: Uh, I am your host, Caleb King, joined by my husband, David King. Aloha. And we have a returning guest, uh, the awesome, amazing, and uh, probably as Disney obsessed as we are, Sade. Hello.
1: Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, want to get
2: in, in character with this episode
1: yeah like oh man i'm i have been eagerly anticipating coming back to the show because not often that i i can't talk about disney at home anymore because like everyone knows to avoid it as a subject <laughs> 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 so i'm 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 here i'm um, happy let's
0: yeah. and also not only that uh we're talking about lilo and stitch which um if i recall this is actually the first movie Sade signed up for.
1: Hmm. Like, yeah. as soon as we're like,
0: "Oh yeah, we're doing a Disney podcast, or we're talking about Disney," you're like, "I want Lilo and
1: Stitch. That's yeah. mine." <laughs> first one I claimed dibs on. Um, I I go back and forth depending on my mood, which what my favorite uh, Disney movie is, uh, 2D animated one. At least we're gonna exclude Pixar. But I think even including Pixar, like Lilo and Stitch. Probably my favorite with like Princess and the Frog being a close second. Again, depending on my mood. Which we actually have you signed up for that one as well.
0: <laughs> Shall I provide the history of this? Um... Yeah.
2: Well, what year are we looking at for this movie? 2002? Two.
0: We are in okay. 2002. This was released June 21st, 2002.
2: All right. Uh, uh, regale us with the history of this very unusual. And then we can talk about our, our personal histories I guess It's just that like, I need to know where this came from Why this came from How this came from
0: Because it, it's so different from
2: Yeah I mean like I know when we did Atlantis We were talking about how they wanted to like Change the formula up a little bit The people mm-hmm. behind Atlantis And this feels like It still changes the formula up in a lot of ways But also doesn't It's, it's unique uh, Sorry I'll, I'll give the floor to you
0: Um, well, unlike Atlantis where they kind of had to prove themselves, uh, this was done by their Florida animation company.
2: Oh, okay. So,
0: uh, now this is their second major film. Their first major film was Mulan. Right. Um, and (laughs) that did fairly well, if I recall. Yeah. Um, so they had a little more faith in them, but, uh, so the interesting thing about this film is... Directors Chris Sanders and Dean DuBois wanted to create a more intimate film, um, so they promised Disney they would do it
1: at a very low budget and do it very fast. So
2: <laughs> That's how you negotiate?
1: I think wasn't that one of the original like the reason they were given the option to even make a film was because like hey, we've uh, we've have like a good decade of all these expensive features that we've put out. Let's make a really economic movie now because i think their budget initially was like what 80 million it still was
0: it still was 80 million
1: yeah versus like i think even atlantis had like 120 million budget yeah their budget was about 120 million yeah yeah right on the money dang because of this
0: what chris sanders and dean dubois did was they were they basically worked together and were like okay we have to storyboard this we have to be as much detail as possible create a story they had a smaller group of animators, and they basically said, "Okay, we have to stick to this because we don't have enough time and we don't have the resources. So here's how it's going to be done." And they were a bit worried because they're like, "Who wants to tell a creative person, no, we can't do it this. We have to stick to what's being told.'" They actually, apparently, the animators were grateful for the direction. They were grateful that they were told, "No, let's do it this way." It's like, "Great, glad, glad that's what we know." So mm-hmm. it, it worked out in their favor in that way. So. So this is definitely a story from Chris Sanders in Dean Dubois, but I, or Dubois. Wow, it's Dubois. Why do I keep saying Dubois? My apologies.
2: Um, the Blanche Dubois.
0: <laughs> it could be Dubois. I don't know how to. I don't know.
2: It. I I said Dubois because I was thinking of streetcar, but that's something else.
0: It, it's spelled D-E-B-L-O-I-S.
2: Oh, the, du, Dubois. It might be Dubois.
0: It might be Dubois. Forgive,
2: the, forgive us if we're mispronouncing it.
1: My apologies, Dean Dubois, or. Blah. I'm so sorry. sorry I, I did hear his name once, and like it goes, it's an odd, it's an odd name. It's not a common one, so like one of those names. Don't worry about it. We
2: can, we can. I think we
0: can game ourselves. our best. Yeah,
1: I, I, haven't. This yeah. is all just from reading. I'll go. I'll stick with Dean Duploy because that seems correct. But uh, well, he just referred to him as Dean. Good old Dean.
2: Dean. Good old Dean. So
1: Dean and Chris. <laughs> Dean and Chris. we on you first. First name bases with these guys totally <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh yeah this is uh dean and chris's uh story but i'm not gonna lie after reading through this this is totally chris's baby oh my god this is totally chris sanders baby it's kind of insane how much chris sanders influenced this um first of all the idea came about from um uh, chris's failed children's book in 1985 which was about an alien who crash landed in a forest and um, the other animals would just kind of leave him, leave him alone. Uh, and that kind of served as the basis for this film. Instead of a forest, they turned it, uh, they turned it to the human world. And then uh, the alien itself in from his book served as the prototype for stitch. Uh, now the idea at first was going to be um, uh, about uh, a boy in rural Kansas because they knew they wanted to put the aliens somewhere remote because the forest had that remote feel and they knew they wanted to keep to that so they thought why not rural Kansas middle of nowheresville (laughs) Um, and the reason why because they thought you know a boy and his dog oh okay but they realized that the ways yeah uh, they realized that the way Stitch's personality was coming across um, and the fact he's so aggressive and very chaotic, having uh, a boy seemed to not work as well. Having a girl would have that, uh, a girl character would kind of conflict with it. Not to say, I mean, Lilo's still pretty chaotic as a character, but mm. there is that sort of feminine versus masculine energy that they thought would work better. Uh, and then, um, now the important part was they needed a remote, non urban location. And there was a point where Chris saw something, uh, saw a map, and they're like, wow, Hawaii is actually pretty far from everything and fairly remote. Um, and once they dis- decided to change the location to Hawaii, that influenced everything like it really changed and like influenced the direction they wanted to go
2: i don't know if the movie would have been half as interesting if it weren't in hawaii to absolutely be yeah like we talk about it being in rural kansas my mind immediately goes to the iron giant
1: oh my yeah. thought my thought was like dorothy but
0: but that actually makes more
1: sense <laughs> i feel like if you like, i feel like there's already enough like a boy and his alien stories like set in like the Midwest yeah like yeah. that theme's very cutter yeah. yeah yeah
2: i think that's a great bit of inspiration honestly because mm-hmm. again you, you could tell how that permeates the whole movie it makes a big difference
0: um so on their trip to hawaii uh they realized the concept of ohana kept coming up um uh Dean actually said this. This is a quote from him. No matter where we went, our tour guide seemed to know somebody. He was really the one who explained to us the Hawaiian concept of Ohana, a sense of family that extends for beyond your immediate relatives. That idea so influenced the story that it became the foundation theme, the thing that causes Stitch to evolve despite what he was created to do. The Hawaiian ideal is that you define a family for yourself, that you can be a community, that you, that can be a circle of friends or blood relations. One does not negate the other. Oh my goodness, when I read that. Uh, and even with the film, I'm not going to lie, that, that that touches my heart. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, I think we'll get into personal histories later. Yeah. But I, I'll explain why that is important to me. Oh
2: yeah, of course.
0: Um, now, as a result of that, they wanted to break away for Lilo, that whole family structure. Now in Mulan, it was the very strict family structure. She had parents. She had a grandparent family honoring her family was very important to her. Mm -hmm. They wanted to go the opposite of that. So the idea of like a broken family kind of worked in that way. So it was her and her sister. Mm -hmm. And that actually led to even more like, uh, again, we'll get into it. later. (laughs) Uh, The directors chose to use watercolor painted backgrounds for the film, as opposed to the traditional opaque watercolor, which actually had not been used in a Disney film since uh, Dumbo.
2: Wow, I thought I thought that the style looked like vaguely familiar, and I remember thinking to myself, "Holy moly, this looks gorgeous."
0: Mm-hmm. So um, the idea was um, for the reason they chose the style is because it added more of a brightness and a softness to it that works with the um, film's feel. And I agreed; it, it does feel softer, and then also it does have a more nostalgic feel as well. Even though it's a film set in modern times, I will say the animation does kind of give it a timeless feel. It's weird. Um, Again, we'll get into that. Um, Also, the characters, it's just Chris Sanders drawing style. That's how Chris Sanders draws his characters, so that's basically the style they followed. Hmm. Um, uh, Now, as for the music, um, the songs, uh, there's two songs. Uh, They didn't want a musical didn't want to do a musical so they just have two songs in the background uh written by uh mark uh, forgive me for butchering this uh, Ho- uh Ho- mal- malu with uh alan Servestri as the composer and it was pre- performed by kieliel and the kamehameha schools children's chorus and then of course says well as all of us know elvis plays a big <laughs> role in the music as well um they wanted a way to the characters to express themselves in a subtle way, and they thought well, having a character's connection to you know a um
1: uh,
0: a musician could work for them in that way now I couldn't figure out why they chose Elvis I mean I mean as you mentioned before, David, it's probably because Elvis has a connection to Hawaii um he is a classic uh, musician like he's one of the greats, let's be <laughs> honest here he's what yep. star one of the people that started rock and roll. Uh, however, I, like I couldn't find anywhere why they chose Elvis,
1: but it might also have just come down to like maybe Elvis. I think Elvis definitely would have been a a pick on their list, maybe high up on their list, but it probably also would have come down to on like who's gonna let us use their music kind of thing, kind of licensing thing, yeah, yeah,
0: and, and actually, this is where this part came in. So they were worried they weren't going to have enough money to use original Elvis music. But when they explained the story to Graceland, who owns the rights to it, they liked the project enough that they were like, yeah, go right ahead. And they basically open the doors and give him access to his songs. Oh. And that's why they're able to use his picture in the film.
2: Oh, that's so cool. Oh,
0: yeah. They, they really supported them on this. So that was one of the cool parts. And now for the big reveal for uh, how well they did. As I mentioned before, released June 21st, 2002 with an $80 million budget. This film earned 145.8 million dollars. There it is. United States and Canada, domestically, and 127.3 million dollars internationally, totaling 273.1 million globally. That's good. That's pretty good. That's after pretty
2: good considering the budget.
0: Not just the budget, but how well their previous films did. Let's not forget they barely made their money back. Right. And then this does like almost four times, makes
1: four times what it ma- mm-hmm. was worth, yeah. She really, really says something when the fucking studios let their creators actually work, like passionately put themselves into a project instead of trying to control everything. Hmm. It really says something, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So one
0: of the things that actually Chris Sanders said is we promised, uh, a fast turnaround, and a low budget so we could have the freedom to create the story we wanted.
1: I think definitely part of that, because their budget was so much lower, they definitely had a lot less people looking down their necks over their shoulders um being like, what are you doing with my mm-hmm. money kind of thing, you know? You
2: know what helps? We are well past Katzenberg at this point. Oh, yeah. If Katzenberg <laughs> were around, we wouldn't have gotten this movie. By
1: the way, there's no Katzenberg in the story.
2: Yeah, this is the first time in a long time the shadow of that petty, petty little man is not hovering
0: over <laughs> it.
2: over this movie or this podcast. I, I can dance a little jig. Uh,
0: by the way, I think what also help is they're also the Florida animation company. So that's true. W- when you don't have the big wigs in the same state as you, and not only that, they're just kind of like, "Oh yeah, you're you're the smaller company." So um, yeah. what do we want? Uh, <laughs> Um and the reviews were extremely positive. A lot of I think the word that popped up most was charming for all these reviews. And I, I agree, it's a very charming film. Um and now for our personal histories with this. Um
1: <laughs> I don't know if I want Sade to go first or last. It's up to Sade. Um, I mean I, I don't really have anything special special to say about my history with this movie. I guess I'm going to go first. I didn't get to see it in theaters. <laughs> I actually cannot remember when I first saw it. I think I was a little older. Um but like since then, I I don't know how many times now I've seen it, but I I had mentioned earlier I definitely did not need to see it again to uh do this recording because it is very very much not only ingrained into my mind, but into my being, um, I while we were watching, I mentioned I, I had a an ex who knows me super, super well. Like we're, we're, And when I had been living together for a while, when I showed him the movie discovering he had not seen it, I was like, oh, you have to see the movie, you know, how that goes. Um, but like every time Lilo has one of those beautiful moments where you just realize how very <laughs> strange that child is, he would look at me and be like, that's you. <laughs> That's why you like <laughs> this movie, because that is you. You lick my arm when I fight you to the ground we, you know when you play wrestle, I would lick lick his arm, yeah. or I would fall dead on the ground and like moan into the ground because I wanted food. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, Jamba, like I said, as well, when we were watching the movie, he is like the perfect embodiment of my inner creative mind of Jamba. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh man. So, so, so you, Jumba and Lilo are your spirit
1: animals. Honestly, all of the characters, like, there is not a single character in that movie that I don't love. But yeah, like Stitch, Lilo, and Jumba and Pleaky are like, honestly, everyone loves Nani because, oh, oh Sorry. Nani, what? We'll into, <laughs> this we'll is a Disney podcast. A um, but yeah, no, I love all the characters. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's not
2: that complicated. I've seen this movie three times once in theaters, mm-hmm. and I loved it then uh once at some point down the line like on video and i still loved it um and the third time was uh tonight after we we watched it and it's been there's been a, a gap in between but i remember the movie fairly well which is you know again saying something about the movie because it left an impression you remember the basic plot i can't remember certain feelings i had about it but um my connection with it's a little weird because um when I was younger, I was subscribed to Disney Adventures magazine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, the little the little magazines would come in the mail, and they'd have all these little things. And they had the little comics. Uh, in a series of issues before the movie came out, there were comics about Lilo and Stitch that were prequels.
0: Oh, my gosh. I remember those.
2: Right? But I had no idea what Lilo and Stitch was. So for the longest time when the movie was announced and it was coming, I'm like, wait, is this based on the Disney Adventures comics? Because that's what I thought that's when right. I was that young. I didn't oh know. Goodness. So, like... For example, you saw Jumba in the lab creating um, Stitch, and 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 what I love the
0: panel ends with him in his ship riding away, right? Like, uh, in this big ship, right?
2: Yeah, I think so. I just remember that he's like he's setting the process in order, and but he's not his 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 right hand man is six is uh, experiment six two five. That's right. Who makes sandwiches? That's his whole gag. But, um i know we don't talk about like any of the uh additional like the sequels or the series or anything that this spawned because it was so successful but these prequels really stick in my mind because i didn't know why these two were connected this like girl on this hawaiian island telling ghost stories to this this group of you know other like five six year olds and then meanwhile the story in space involving this crazy scientist and this creature that liked to make sandwiches, and then the making Stitch, um, and, uh, you know, oh, how'd that puppy get in there? That kind of thing, you know, like, in the, the genetic makeup. Um, I deeply appreciate the fact, though, that 625 stayed in the canon into the stuff that followed the movie. Like, 625 yeah. is not in the movie anywhere, but the fact that I'm like, oh, look, it's the sandwich guy again. I remember him from the comics. That-
1: is he in the third movie? See he that yellow one? He's... Yes. Yeah. His whole his only trait is he makes good sandwiches. Oh my god. I think he's in the third movie. I'm I know I've seen the third movie, but I'm blinking on what the <laughs> f it was now. The second there yeah, he's in the in the T V series. The second movie yeah. actually isn't terrible, terrible. It's okay. I remember remember watching the second movie too. Yeah, I had no idea about these prequel comics. This is like news to me. I'm shocked. What I do remember were those like crossover like little adverts they did where like it's like Aladdin and Jasmine on the carpet and then Stitch drives up in his little ship and Jasmine's like, damn, I like Fluffy. (laughs) Uh,
2: So that's my, so I just, I just wanted to say that my anticipation for the movie was kind of built in a weird way because of those prequel comics and so it was very satisfying to see it happen and all i could kept thinking to myself as we're watching this is hey we're 625 (laughs) but
0: oh my goodness david you awakened a memory of me that i didn't know i had i was like i forgot i remember yeah i read that it was not long before i saw the trailers and i'm like oh that's what it's for because i think the trailers like came out like week later or like it, I, I remember the time between those that comic and the trailers were not far apart for me mm-hmm. um uh but the trailers for the marketing i completely remember and because i was a child that was raised on uh 80s rock and playing back and back, and back or back in black by acdc dc in the background i was like my uh, young, like, 11-slash-12-year-old Kayla's like, yeah! Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I saw this in theaters. Uh, I loved it. Uh, luckily, it was one of the few socially acceptable Disney films I could watch uh, with friends. And uh, a lot of friends would watch it with me. And then as I go- got older, it is one of those films like, yeah, you want to watch Leland's Dish? Yeah. Because, again, it's a good film and it's uh um it, it really stick stuck with people i didn't realize how much it stuck until i was an adult uh, uh especially the term ohana uh when i was in college okay this is gonna get personal around in college or like um uh mid-20s i uh, i kind of hated the term ohana because i did have that uh was having that difficult relationship with my family. Um for those who don't know, uh my uh my dad passed away five years ago and I am not uh close with any of my blood re- relatives with the exception of my sister. And now after watching it and then hearing the backstory about Ohana really meaning um family as a community and not just your blood relation, um, that speaks to me that means something to me especially when uh two of the people that i consider family my ohana are on this podcast with me right now so i love you i love you too (laughs) Okay. okay
2: this is real everybody what's happening right now this is real okay no this is this is this is good this is good like Like I want to, like you know, I know normally. Sometimes we get into a movie and I start, we start talking about the plot, like through its scenes and what it means. There is so much subtext to unpack with this movie. I definitely think we need to talk about what happens because it's so important. I think what one of the things I deeply appreciate about this movie is kind of what you're talking about and is the the point. It's about broken families, but it's also about found families. Mm -hmm. It's about the family you make for yourself.
0: Yeah, and about the family
2: you bring in. You know, and um, and this is just such a a sweet movie, and it it's it's what I love about it is it's like a warts and all kind of thing. There's like there there are parts of this that are that are surprising, and how some parts of it of this movie can seem fairly like you know, in a comedic way, but also you know some characters are mean spirited or um you know or outright like you know there's there's no there's not a real sense of harmony or like. Just, the sweetness comes in these little moments that happen, mm-hmm. and, and we'll get into that. um But
0: I also like the fact that the characters aren't just all nice and kind. Okay, yeah, their personalities aren't. They're a sweet, good, kind person. They're weird, and I love the fact that the characters are so weird. Lilo is weird. Nani is weird. Even David is weird, and I love it. <laughs> Lilo especially. Oh my goodness. Oh, I I can't wait.
1: Lilo is a treat. I love her. She she is just a treasure, okay?
0: And
2: she's an absolute treasure.
1: Like all of my favorite like m- memes are just like her little gifts of like her lying on the ground, leave me alone to die, or like the pickle jar, like my friends need to be punished. Like <laughs> <sighs> vibe with that kid so hard.
2: It's funny because we don't start with her necessarily. No, we So, so should we should we get into it? Should we get into the weeds? Should we should we should we should we go to space and talk about the space trial? Yeah. This galactic senate thing going on.
0: Uh and one of the things I, I did point out um is that all the aliens are supposed to resemble marine marine life, which makes sense. Basically the sea is the space of the world. Like
2: yeah, island earth is an island, mm-hmm. isolated from the rest of the galaxy.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And uh yeah, actually kind of a neat little detail that all the all the uh, aliens kind of resemble...
0: Like Gatu rem- looks like a whale, clearly. Um, yeah. There's a,
2: there's a there's a hammerhead shark looking like guard or captain yeah. that's like keeping an eye on Stitch when he's...
0: One of the uh, people that's surround around the... Um... Oh my goodness, what is she? She's like a... The
2: Grand Councilwoman.
0: Can- Grand Councilwoman. I
2: love her design, by the way. She's so yeah, cool. Yeah, she's really cool.
0: I'm going to get the voices up because... This is quite a cast.
2: Oh, yeah. So let's, let's start with this scene. So Jumba is on trial for genetic experimentation, right? Mm. And He claims he didn't have anything, and they bring out Stitch, his last creation. This is number 626. <laughs> so we're already getting some world building that I really like here, like about the galaxy, with only, in only a few minutes. And I really dig how, the, how it just kind of throws you in and lets you figure it out for yourself. It's not holding your hand... Not over-explaining anything. I love the tech. I love the um, Jumba is is legit one of my favorite characters in this, just because mm-hmm. he's such a fun. He's got such a fun design, and he's I, I love David Ogden Steers' voice for this character. <laughs> he looks like a mole with too many eyes. <laughs>
0: um. So the uh, actress who played uh, uh grand councilwoman was Zoe Caldwell. Uh, who's uh, uh she did a lot of um television shows it seemed like uh yeah. she was she was in the purple rose of cairo that's the only film that i know her for um uh she passed away but she was 86 when she passed away so she mm-hmm. had a long good career yeah, for um sure. uh, captain gatu is played by the awesome kevin michael richardson
2: gosh i feel like i'm dealing with stitch over here too <laughs> I'll call you stitch from now on gracie how would you feel about that She doesn't care
0: very talented voice actor he's an
2: incredible voice actor he's he prolific he's in a ton of stuff we actually mm-hmm. just heard him yesterday on owl house and mm-hmm. we were watching it so yeah he's still around he's still doing stuff um incredible voice actor. I, i'm trying to see uh and then uh, as as i mentioned uh Jumba is david ogden steers
0: oh he was boogeyman in the pa- well uh, going back uh he was boogeyman in the Powerpuff Girls. Mm-hmm. Um
2: he is so many characters yeah i'm going
0: through it and it's just insane like so like the stuff he's done like he's been on proud family and vader zim uh like a lot of tv shows
2: his voice is very distinct when you hear it he's, he's like jim cummings like if you hear kevin michael richardson you know it's his voice um so it's cool he i would you say gantu gantu's like the closest thing this movie has to a villain
0: uh, right? I a us I mean I think he, he's an
2: antagonist.
0: He's an antagonist. Like
2: like every other characters go through arcs, he's just kind of the antagonist. Yeah. And we get why he's the antagonist. but He's just kind of the antagonist.
1: Like I don't I don't see uh him as any more of an antagonist as Jamba or Pleakley, but like like even like the Grand Council I'm like they're all in kind of like that same tier in my head. It was just more like mm-hmm. he's more competent than say Jamba. And his life partner, Pleakley. Um.
2: <laughs> um, yeah, all I'm so saying he... is, is, is this movie doesn't really have a villain. Yeah. It's just people trying to do their jobs for the most part. Yeah, yeah. But I would say the closest thing we have to that is Gantu. And I think Kevin, Re- Michael Richardson does a serviceable job as this big orca or this big whale looking Alien man. Scary security dude.
0: Um as you mentioned, Jumba's voiced by David Ogden Steers. Um who uh we remember from uh it's Cogsworth from Beauty and the Beast. It's uh Ratcliffe from And Pocahontas. Wiggins and Wiggins and Wiggins from Pokemon like the only funny lines <laughs> <laughs> um from that movie and uh he he did something oh
2: recently he did a
0: he did a bit part in atlantis that's right yeah Mm -hmm. he has a bigger role here and then uh kevin mcdonald who is a uh, comedian uh plays pleakley which it's a very distinct voice like he goes on because of this distinct voice he goes to have a voice acting career like he's been on cat scratch and invader zim like once you hear the voice you're like
1: oh yeah that's clearly Uh him He's tallest red. Like I've never made that connection yep. until right now. Uh, yep. tallest purple actually, purple? But yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. Sure,
1: so. Okay, no, it is purple. Purple's that one <laughs> red was okay, yeah. Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: Yeah. Uh, well, I, uh, I guess when we get to Earth we can talk about uh Lilo and Nani and the other two. Yeah, we'll get but, into that. Uh long story short, um Jumba gets arrested. There's nothing, uh, Stitch has no redeeming qualities that see the council wanting to. Uh, well, Stitch says, it. Stitch says, so well, Stitch, Jumba says Stitch was specifically designed, six, or Experiment 626 was specifically designed to be a killing machine, a weapon of war, a monster. Like, that's his whole goal. Why? I don't know. Jumba's just kind of a mad scientist. That seems to be his whole Deal.
0: Evil genius. He refers the term evil genius. That's right.
2: Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for picking that up. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I think what's interesting is, you know, he does that line where the counselor asks him to say something. He says, Stitch says something in the alien language, causing the council to freak out, and the robot counselor to start vomiting gears and bolts.
0: Hey, has there any, been any time someone has something said something so offensive, you vomited?
2: <laughs> have someone ever said anything so insensitive that you had an ulcer? <laughs> That's what happened to that robot.
1: Oh, poor robot.
2: <laughs> I have been programmed to self-destruct if anyone says anything remotely racist.
1: <laughs> oh, no. oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. He said, what, what he said was something like Trump 2024. Oh! <laughs> So, of course, because of this...
0: Yeah, that can't happen.
1: Because of this, they had to banish...
2: Uh, they're going to banish Stitch to an asteroid. Uh, Stitch is too smart, though. Seeing that the laser guns that have been trained on him, the laser blasters, are targeted his his um, genetic material, he just hawks loogies all over the place until they, until they can shoot... They, they, they're, they're distracted enough. I, I the like break the free.
0: fact that they lock him up and it takes, like, less than a minute for him to escape. <laughs>
2: He is Jumba's best creation. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Steals a ship, there's a really good action sequence, and then off he goes, hyper driving his way to uh Earth. Earth.
1: Mm-hmm. The and then Earth. going with that like that ocean theme for space, because like what with, with the the aliens all having like different uh features that resemble different marine life, the ships all look like giant fish or whales. And then we blast off into hyperspace or hyperdrive or whatever we want to call it here. Um it's like it had that beautiful and David you even commented on that like splashing wave effect. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Little details. The,
2: the colors in this movie are so good and so vibrant. I oh, love an- I love the animation in the movie. It's so cute. The good. action
1: sequences are like really good for like for what for I guess for like for like a Disney movie. They're, like, a little... They're, like, just a little violent. Like, oh, hey, my yeah. dog found the chainsaw. Like, where? Wait, wait, Like, that's the other end of the movie. <laughs> but like... it's,
2: it's, I appreciate how this movie doesn't... Isn't, like, so G as much as it is it, PG. It, it's not mm. G.
0: It's, it is a PG film.
2: Good. Because you know what? It doesn't pull its punches in a lot of places and allows the cartoon violence to come through. And it's
0: fine. It's
1: it I
2: love the fact... Uh, that it it does get kind of like intense in places. Watching the the spaceships and the and this little space dogfight that takes place, I kept thinking to myself, you know what? This is the first time in one of these movies where I think the CG, though so noticeable, actually blends in and works. With really the
1: blends in well, yeah.
2: Yeah, like I don't, it doesn't seem, It's not. I'm not distracted by it like I was in like Atlantis, you know. Mm-hmm. So they're doing it right, and um. And I think it it it's integrated so much better here than in previous movies. I feel like it took Lilo and Stitch to really get sort of the integration right, like, properly. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. That's just my
2: opinion, though. Um, I do like that we get an acknowledgement that as, you know, the spaceships hurtling toward Earth, the, uh, the Grand Councilwoman is like, oh, if he hits the water, like, it's fine. He can't swim. He can't survive it. And he just hits an island. And
1: they're like, oh, no. Of course he would. <laughs> and the, the the lead up to that is really great too because they're like well shit okay we got to send someone in to capture him when they realize we can't just fucking gas the whole planet um and they so that's when oh, yeah. we get introduced to to Pleakley uh who i love on another different level he's like God, that, he's hilarious we get back to jamba cuz they're like okay well can we send somebody in after him who knows him and who knows him better than his creator in Jamba's lead up to the transition where we finally get to Earth, where he's like, Oh, what poor, defenseless, uh, unsuspecting planet has my creation been unleashed on? And then we cut to just the beautiful Hawaiian waves and all these colorful fish and Lilo swimming in and Pudge with the sandwich.
2: It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the fact that, that Jumba has, like, pin-up art in yes, his jail yes. cell. In the <laughs> Alien pin-up art.
1: Like, but he's only been in there for, like, probably, like, an hour or two. So I always suspected it was, like, somebody else's pin-up that got left behind. But it's one of them me. is
2: clearly, like, Jumba's species in a bikini. Yeah, true. <laughs> I noticed that part. True. So if not be- if not him, then someone before him had a taste for his species.
1: Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> uh <laughs> i just like this Not gonna lie, there, in there, there, there for there, a day there is was some able to very a pinup look let's be let's,
2: i'll be let's be fair there's some low-key thirsty energy in, <laughs> in certain parts of this movie oh
1: boy we'll get into that we'll get into oh that my goodness. but
2: Bye. yeah uh i asked him, i don't know what pleakley's deal is Is he like an environmental ambassador is that his whole thing because it's uh, about the mosquitoes like they have to protect the mosquito he, population he, he's a
0: uh um he's known to be the uh specialist or he's a expert so they have they have experts for different planets he is the expert for earth okay so basically he's studying he
1: probably has like a whole bunch of planets like that are like under his jurisdiction whatever
2: jurisdiction Jurisdiction.
1: sorry it's late i can't talk but yeah uh Whole mosquito thing and we'll get there and that's let's we kind of okay. skipped over that but i mean i feel like we don't need to cover every single detail of the movie but the reason no they no, no no is- no, i just yeah. wanted to address
2: the, i wanted to address the little detail i like which was chiefly the the pinups because I, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was a key <laughs> detail i never noticed before but yeah so let's talk about lilo
0: lilo uh first of all is voiced by davy chaste uh who uh her i think her big role to start with was um in donnie darko and then uh she went on to go voice, do a voice in Spirit Away, and then uh, also she was the.
2: Wait, who is she? Was she Chihiro?
0: She was Chihiro. She did the. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and then also we see her as Samara. Yes, the child antagonist in The Ring, the horror movie, The Ring. Wait, what? That's her. Yeah. What? With the. Yeah. What? That's nuts. With the dark black hair covering her face? Yeah.
2: That's cool.
0: Here's the weird part. She's our age. Or, like, around our age. She's, like, she's 30 right now. Oh. Yeah. Sweet. It's it's that weird moment when you realize, oh, yeah, I forgot how young I was when this movie Uh
2: came out. Uh Uh-huh. Um, sorry. Let's, yeah. So, so, so Lilo got some good snapshots here. Intercut with the whole thing. She's late to the um, she's late to the hula thing, but she the hula practice. But she jumps in and actually gets the choreography right away, despite dripping water everywhere. I... Just got out of the ocean. <laughs> I appreciate one of the first things that happens is that she tells this whole story about how she has to feed Pudge a peanut butter and jelly no, sandwich. No, 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 no.
1: You're, sk- you're skipping something very crucial that I think is important. The first thing that we see. No, no no, Lilo... no, no, no. no, no, no. Let Let's say. talk okay, go I, go I ahead, think say. I know what Sadie's going to say. But... Go ahead. Go ahead. Is the fact that the second she was insulted, she jumped on that other girl and started beating her face in. <laughs> like no, I, that... I was
2: getting I was getting to that okay, I'm uh, sorry sorry because <laughs> that happens that happens after she gives the explanation. Of okay you're right
1: you're right For some reason, go ahead, go, right ahead
2: go ahead
0: but, but go ahead but but let me let me explain why this is also important and this is a theory someone I know
2: made. we we're all we we are all, all we're all latched onto the same I'm pretty sure we're
1: oh, honest. the pudge theory yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty sure that theory went around on Tumblr like a decade ago and it's just like yucking canon for every Lilo and Stitch fan. <laughs> Lilo goes into this whole thing that she,
0: every I forget what day, like she has to Every give, Thursday. Every Thursday she has to give Pudge a peanut butter sandwich and the reason she has to do this is because Pudge controls the weather. It's like, why does I'm sorry, what? Why does this fish, con- does she think this fish controls the weather and why is that important? And I think uh so the theory is that, um, uh, like her parents died in a car crash when it was raining, so she's thinking if she appeases Pudge the fish, the weather would be will be safe, continue to be safe, and there won't be any more accidents. Which is like ah, oh, tears.
2: It's a theory, but like that seems. Fairly well baked into the subtext of the movie too, like as you think about it, mm-hmm. honestly, and especially when you learn it later. So it's like a fridge realization. You want to? Sorry, I didn't mean to step on your toes. Uh, say let's get, let's, let's get talk into, about let's the first the thing Lilo does, which is that's amazing. Which is beat the snot out of that other girl.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, it's so amazing! Like the first thing, thing she does after just explaining, like just jumps the girl. <laughs> like, whoa! Well, the girl said
2: she was crazy, but, like, yeah, that that's that's. I mean, surprising. like, if
1: anything's gonna prove you're not crazy, it wasn't that. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then she bit her. Like, <laughs> she actually bit her. Oh, my gosh, I love this kid. Um, And th- that's what- I it- don't
2: blame the girl. I don't even know these characters' names, the, the, like, other girls there. The ones that she claims are her quote-unquote friends. They're not friends. Uh, they never her, will be friends. They if, never are.
0: Friends. Her name is like um Myr- Myrtle Myrtle, thank you.
2: So, like, I don't blame Myrtle for not wanting to be Lilo's friend after any of that situation. Someone does that to me they're They're my enemy for life. <laughs> just saying. I don't care what your situation is. You jump on me unprovoked. I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like she didn't have it coming for being mm-hmm. the, and
1: then, like based face. on their interactions, like a little later. We can kind of make the assumption that Myrtle hasn't always, like, this, like, wasn't the first time that Myrtle probably said something mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this, this probably This is was... connected
2: so closely with the whole he controls the weather thing. I think Lilo is channeling some inner, uh, my parents are dead energy and is going all Bruce Wayne. <laughs> 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 so the dance instructor has to call, um...
0: his Her sister. Her sister.
2: Her guardian, Nani.
0: And, uh... Lilo just being the
1: independent child she is just leaves. (laughs) Yep. Well, I mean, I think it was more that Lilo saw the other kids, wanted to go play with them, got her feelings hurt, and forgot about, oh, I should wait for my sister and decided to go home. Because I mean, she's Mm -hmm. five. Like, (laughs) or six. That's right.
0: Right. Yeah, she's six, but I don't think she really forgot. Because remember, when she got home, she nailed the door <laughs> shut.
1: Well, that's why she wanted to <laughs> be left alone to die.
0: <laughs> I love that. Like Nani comes and then it's like, oh no, goes no, she's back home. And
1: this, <laughs> like, I love the fact that, like, you know, this isn't the first time she's like gone home and locked herself in. Because Lilo knew that Nani's just gonna just reach up and undo the lock, so I'm gonna nail the freaking door in. <laughs> Uh, Uh, so Nani. (laughs) Oh, Nani. Oh, Nani. Everyone's crushing on Nani. Can we just put
2: that on the table? Yep. Yeah, everybody's 100% crushing on Nani. I was crushing on Nani when I was, like, 12. So. (laughs) And I still do.
0: (laughs) Uh, Keela liked Nani, thought she was cute, but thought, oh, no, it's clearly, like, not in an attractive way, of course, because... And then yeah, yeah, older Kayla looks back and is like you poor simple su- summer child, <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor summer child. Uh, but yeah, Nani's adorable and cutest, uh, cutest ever. And then she's voiced by Tia Carrere, who, um, if you've seen her, realize she's gorgeous. Oh my goodness! Um, and <laughs> she's actually a local um, Hawaiian as well. Um, both, nice. she, both she and Jason Scott Lee, who uh, voices David, is uh uh, they're both um, from Hawaii, uh, uh, and the reason I knew who Tia Carrero was, like uh, with the other actors, I was just like, "Oh, okay, I don't know." Uh, Tia Carrera I knew because I grew up watching Wayne's World, so.
2: <laughs>
0: and she played Cassandra on Wayne's World. So.
2: That's right. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a great bit because I mean, the, the timing of um, the timing of Nani's arrival, uh, you know, and this whole thing going down with. With Lilo being uh, depressed also happens to be when uh, Bubbles, Cobra Bubbles. Cobra Bubbles. Cobra Bubbles, the social worker, shows up.
0: Voiced by Ving Rains, and (laughs) who I know as Marcellus Wallace from Pulp Fiction.
2: Oh,
0: okay. The one with the bandy behind his head. And still,
1: I'm just going to say this, he's just a badass. That's his personality. He's a badass. Love this character. I'm very glad we ended up with social worker Cobra Bubbles because I know I some of like the earlier, uh, concept for the social worker was just a, you know, what you would expect a social worker to look like. Um, I know mm-hmm. I saw one sketch where it was just like a skinnier white dude with glasses, and like Cobra Bubbles just adds that level of like, oh, like you like you look at him and you know like this man. Used to be something else. Yeah. Well, well I I love- mean, when,
0: when Lilo when... asked, "Have you killed anyone?" He pauses and says,
1: "Let's get back to the subject." Doesn't even answer. Just... Doesn't even deny it. Yes, yeah, beautiful.
2: <laughs> see, I want to see more. I want to see more of like Co- of Cobra Bubbles' relationship with Lilo because they- there's some there's some fun there. <laughs>
0: Well, because, like, one of the things is... He, when that's our
2: first meeting.
0: Yeah, one of the thing, first thing she says when he's about to shake her hand is, your knuckles say, Cobra. Which I'm like, he has the tattoo of C-O-B-R-A on his knuckles. Wow. Those hurt. Like, that, that, lo- the location of your knuckles, that's on your bone. That would hurt. Mm-hmm. That takes, <laughs> that's a lot. Jeez
2: so crazy um i don't want to like sit on this scene too long uh because it's just sort of establishing the situation it's so
0: hard not Mm -hmm. to focus on this movie though no it's and just we're
2: gonna be here for a really really long time
1: if we if we kind (laughs) of like it, it it's really tempting to go into all those little details because there are so many great little details in just like every scene uh with like like this the introduction to nani of her like coming home and like having to deal with the little sister and then the way she's like threatening her uh while trying to get into the house like who who doesn't threaten their to murder and put their siblings in a blender if you have siblings?
0: Oh yeah. Yeah, And then not only that, like right after uh Cobra Buggles leaves, the first thing she they do is like they tackle each other and they're like um yelling at each other. And I mean that's what siblings do. We like, we all have uh, I think we all have younger siblings, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a
2: significant age difference between them, too, oh, yeah. which is like,
0: well, mm. Nani's 19 and she's six, like, I that's a gap, and that's um, uh, and from what I gather, like, usually bigger age differences kind of lead to uh, like, it's not that they're not cl- not close, but it's like. Could be a little more antagonistic mm-hmm. from what I what I've realized, but even yeah.
2: Which I mean, you could the the sibling dynamic is there, but that also adds to the difficulty of it being like, well, now Nani is Lilo's legal guardian.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's
2: and that's going to make things more complicated because for you know, here's the other thing I, I could ask: you. we uh, their parents can't have been out of the picture for that long.
0: No, no, they have not. Um,
2: like. That's the crazy thing to me is thinking about that. When you see the picture of all of them together, you know it wasn't that long ago. Lilo looks like she's maybe like maybe within the last year or, or couple years. Mm-hmm. Like what was when the accident happened? I would presume. So like this is still raw and it's still kind of weird and untenable for both of them. And it really like despite the the slapstick and the comedy, this really sets them like this the undercurrent that I'm not gonna lie like with all the things that are at stake in this movie made me feel low-key anxious as an adult Mm -hmm.
1: yeah no there's definitely darker moments and some like hard realities that you like confront in this movie and i as a kid i don't you'll you won't catch it all but watching i has i've watched this getting older i like i feel more for nani and like what she's going through and just like Mm -hmm. you're like man this movie grows up with you If you saw it when you were oh, young absolutely. I
2: so, so, so Deeply appreciate this movie And I think I appreciated it the most this time Because I realized just how smart this movie Because <laughs> it takes a lot to put that kind of Subtext in a movie that is supposed to be For general audiences Be, apl- be applicable Entertainment wise for kids and adults It doesn't talk down to kids And it doesn't like go too hard on anything else like i think it strikes this really poignant balance mm-hmm. throughout it despite also being a movie about a you know a uh six-limbed alien dog <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. uh, which getting on to that beautiful six-limbed alien antennae oh, so but like so okay so we get introduced to nani and the relationship and we realize stuff's going on like there's a social worker everything's maybe not so great and like they mm-hmm. fight, they go to rooms, I love how they're like screaming at each other and they both scream into pillows at the end because they're still sisters so they still have some like weird things in common
2: <sighs> I enjoyed that bit so much yeah, but it's the, a cute just, the bit. contrast
1: but then like obviously they still love each other and they come together and you, you she brings her pizza and they kind of make up and then we get a glimpse of Leela's beautiful wall of photos <laughs> Taurus. Oh my god. Um, I love this. Does so yeah. she ever put up the picture of the
2: guy with the the mint chip ice cream, the sunburned guy well, with the mint chip ice cream? No, because
0: the camera she has is a. Uh, oh old, yeah, it's she says she one. it's filled
2: up. Like yeah. I need to get more of these, and they never they never do get those developed. But I love the, aren't they beautiful? And that says. <laughs> That's actually really sweet. That says a lot about, I know it's a bit for comedy, but it actually says a lot about Lilo.
1: I think it says something about kids where like, kids don't have those same, like, uh, expectations or, like, what's the word that I'm looking for? Like, uh, you get societal. older. Yeah. Like, as you get older, you're told, you know, being overweight, like, that's not healthy or that's not good. Or, or these all these stigmas associated with it. But this is a kid who just sees the world for what it is and like she finds all these people beautiful as you should and like just let your kids be anyway but yeah
0: but if you watch throughout the movie you could tell nani has is supportive of her Mm -hmm. through every step of the way in the smallest ways and i know there's like twitter posts and uh tumblr posts that have addressed this but like um for example, they go to get a dog and when she mentions a lobster, instead of saying no, we're
1: not getting a lobster, she says no, no, we have yeah, she makes it she makes it make sense. She doesn't say say Lilo you're you're wrong and stupid. People don't get lobsters as pets. She says no, Lilo, we can't get a lobster because we have a dog door, not a lobster door. Like she doesn't shame the kid. Like beautiful. And and
0: yeah. It's, That's wonderful. Yeah, it's kind of like also like that that whole scene, jeez. Like when the uh, like dog woman, I forget what, uh, what do you call it? Like, a. I don't know what the uh,
1: is. shelter staff, shelter staff.
2: She looked, she reminded me a little bit of the like the beatnik artist from uh, 101 Dalmatians, actually. She kind of does. <laughs> uh,
0: but like the first thing, uh, Hilo chooses the name Stitch and she's like, that's not a real name. First of all, why would you say that to a kid? It's a dog who cares. Um, but the first thing. Uh, Nani says this,
1: no, no, don't do that. And, don't you shame my little sister.
0: Yeah. And then, of course, it's like the whole $2 thing. Like, um, I want to buy him. Can I borrow $2?
1: Takes it from her, gives it to the Lilo. Lilo gives it back.
2: I love that.
1: It's those little, those are those small details that we just want to sit and like talk about for every second of the movie. Because they're all such like nuggets of gold.
2: Right because there's like okay there's a comedy bit where like stitch first shows up and he's like earth is weird and then he gets hit by a truck and that's why he and when he regains consciousness he's in the shelter um and that's basically all you need to know about that part it's not a bad part i just really want to talk more in detail about the stuff with the the relationships so now we can safely say stitch is in the picture and the reason stitch is in the picture is because he knows that uh, jumba and pleakley are out there ready to snipe him if he Doesn't have a a human meat shield, so initially it's for self interest that he kind of
1: Lilo's (laughs) his human meat shield. He adopts,
2: he adopts Lilo.
1: Yeah, and so we get to see them like spend that whole first day together, and like Lilo's trying to connect with her new puppy, but Stitch is just like, ugh, like what is this nonsense? And like that first moment that he's turning, yes. Uh, that that moment where it kind of like everything starts to change or something, or is that moment where Nani's like he's got to go? Like this thing is is mutated, something's wrong with it, and she's about to throw Stitch out when Lilo drops Ohana, and Nani stops at the door and closes the door, and so Stitch is like, wait, what? What is this that is like saving me right now?
2: It's um, it's and it's something her dad said. So of course it's a parent thing that hits them both.
1: Yeah. I think that that, that was the cause up to this point only the only thing Stitch knows is destruction. I must destroy. Yes.
2: I, I really enjoyed the moment. I'll just say this much. I enjoyed the gag where he is he steals Myrtle's big wheeler and they just mm. go tearing all over the island and find it surrounded by water, and Stitch realizes there's no major cities, which of course Lilo points out. And he just starts like Basically, having a seizure. I, I, think one of the I great, love that. It's so cute.
0: One of the great lines Such is a good gag. you got Jumba and Pleakley disguised as like a tourist couple, and Jumba says he, he, his destructive programming is coming into effect. He will find the nearest city to like destroy whatever brother and steal everyone's left shoe. <laughs> Why? I have no idea. Everything evil else, evil genius,
2: so- evil genius. That's true. It's it's a feat of evil genius, and uh I will I will say for the sake of interest, uh the setting of the island is kind of important in establishing the scene because it's not one of the bigger touristy islands. It's is just Kauai. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's it, it could have been like you know anywhere else, but I like that it's Kauai because it then it gives it kind of a small local feel,
1: mm-hmm.
2: which then comes into play. This this universe is so nicely realized. Uh, is it? After the Ohana bomb drops that they uh go to or was that was that was it in the, was that before or after that that they go to the uh uh the luau where where Nani works and David performs?
1: I believe that comes next, yeah.
2: Okay, so Ohana bomb.
1: Ohana bomb comes after uh
0: uh after Nani the is... day,
2: after the montage.
0: Yeah, after Nani is fired. Wait, is that's it... after Nani is fired? Well isn't that like the <laughs>
2: I thought it was maybe it was.
0: It kind of starts to blend a little bit because I remember
2: we just watched this and I'm already (gasps) no
0: no no no. okay I can remember I can remember they go through the montage they go to Nani's job which is at the restaurant
2: okay because this Nani gets fired this is where they introduce David
0: and there's the Ohana bomb and then um Lilo's trying to introduce him to like everything that's when he makes the San Francisco inner room inner room and then this leads to them listening to Elvis all night. And then, oh, no, 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 yeah, 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 yeah,
2: yeah, 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 this is right. This is right.
0: No, they try to go to sleep. He wakes up, he's trying to look for a book, and then finds the, um... Ugly duckling. Ugly duckling, because there's a point where, after the whole San Francisco destruction, um, uh, Jumbo's like, this is interesting. What happens when you have nothing else? And he's just looking around, like, he's already destroyed things, there's nothing else to destroy. And they listen to Elvis all night, and then that leads to...
2: Gotcha. Okay. okay.
0: Now, yeah. Because
2: I, I, I just wanted to. I, I we're gonna. I, David, David is there.
0: I just, David, I just wanted to
2: talk about the scene where he gets introduced because he's like a fire dancer. David's so cute.
0: Oh, be still my by heart. <laughs> With Nani and uh Nanny and uh David. Mm, I mean, you're the hotter David. Don't get me wrong. Thank but, you, dear. But,
2: mm. <laughs> so cute. Uh, well, this is th- one of my favorite all time favorite weird. Like comedic Disney Lines is in here. Because again, I think this is what what explores what how this movie is not afraid to be like a little bit more like low-key thirsty. Cause <laughs> you know, they have this whole thing at the restaurant, and then you know, Nani Nani storms off to do something, and then like Lilo just matter of factly says, It's okay. She likes your butt and your fancy hair. I read it in her journal, and he just stops and goes, She likes my hair?
0: I mean, he knows he has a nice butt. <laughs>
2: How often do you hear Disney characters talk? You know the idea that Disney characters are are complimenting someone else's butt. Like that's <laughs> normally butts are like, ha ha, that's a joke. But then like here it's like, oh, okay, that's that was interesting to me as a kid, and now I'm like, oh, that's that's funny. I, I like it, that. I, I like I like how matter of fact that line is because <laughs> Lilo doesn't Lilo doesn't get it.
0: Well, I think it's also funny because it's like there's a six year old girl. She's like, yeah, I read in her diary. No no qualms about it whatsoever. But, but
2: David's David's reaction. To- she likes my hair. is so sweet. No, she thinks my it's hair so, is fancy. She thinks my hair is fancy. It's like, oh, that's that's adorable. I like that.
1: Anyway, next day, well, Nani, Nani loses her job because Stitch starts chewing on Pleak League's head, and then we have that, that <sighs> really sweet montage of Nani trying to get a job and Lilo. Well, the uh, Cobra shows up first. Yes. Right. Like, okay, you job, you model citizen. And like one of my favorite mm-hmm. little details is like the little drawing that Lilo did of like this is your bad level. It's it's unnaturally high for someone your size <laughs> or something. <laughs> <Your> size.
0: <laughs>
1: and then like obviously who is who is who could be more of a model citizen than, than Elvis Presley?
2: The king, baby.
1: <laughs>
0: and she's like teaching him how to like play the guitar and then how to be uh, romantic <laughs> Holds this old woman's hand And she's like now kiss her And this leads them to Run out of the hotel And Lilo's saying Just single handedly
2: sabotaging All of every and all of the job Job offer attempts Don't
1: worry Elvis had his bad days Too (laughs) And then so like They have a bad day And -hmm. then David shows up with his good looks And a couple of surfboards And the whole the uh Hawaiian roller coaster ride sequence its beautiful and touching and you see Stitch start to like open up and like start to think about something besides destruction it's like cute
2: where did they get the little Elvis costume for Stitch
0: I, I think we we discussed this earlier Remember, uh, Stitch pro or not Stitch uh Lilo probably had it as a Halloween costume because there's no doubt in my nine that she wanted to
1: be Elvis for when Halloween. When
2: she was four, she wanted to be Elvis for Halloween. We mm-hmm. got her an Elvis costume, and now Stitch wears it. Yeah.
1: I mean, like, you guys don't have an extra Elvis costume in your closet? like
2: I- I'm sure I'd have to go looking, but, you know.
1: We have a whole collection, I, I don't doubt, of
0: costumes. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an Elvis one somewhere in there. I mean, I'm all shook up. Mm-hmm. Now, I've never been surfing, but I have been I used to boogie board quite a bit when I was a kid. Um at the beach and uh th- there it is kind of a roller coaster feel. It is actually pretty fun. I can imagine like a surfing would be even more so. Uh but the idea of being carried under the waves always scared me where with the boogie board I felt more in control. But um I haven't done that in years, jeez. Uh but it is a very sweet moment. It does feel like they're an actual family like uh with Lilo uh sitting on the surfboard as they're like, you know, Actually surfing.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think even Stitch is starting to get like the the bits going. I actually really like the little scene where they're all David, Nani, and, and Lilo are all doing like a sand castle slash burying in the sand and Stitch is just kind of watching from a distance trying to do his own thing and no one's paying attention. I mean he's just like, uh
1: Well it's like it, I think it was more they didn't think he wanted to be included because he's so like every effort that they've that Lilo has made to like include him or show him something has kind of ended up in disaster. But it's cute because he's like, Oh, well, I want to have that fun, but I'm gonna attempt to do it on my own. And then when he realizes oh, I, I can't, it's not fun by myself, then he like approaches them with the surfboard and and's like, I want to try.
0: And it's so precious. And the interesting part is, water is actually Stitch's weakness. Like he will drown, and like for some reason, Jumba had programmed Stitch to like avoid water and be afraid of it, because it, it allows him to be go at,
1: towards cities. Mm-hmm. So well, I mean, like I feel like he didn't say that specifically. It was just the fact that he can't swim. Mm-hmm.
2: He's too dense.
1: His molecular molecular density is is not compatible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we he, with Jumba's lab, I don't remember seeing water in it anywhere, so I mean maybe they H2O is not a necessity. Hmm.
0: Um but then uh yeah, apparently uh Kora Bubbles just happens to be there when things go down.
2: <laughs> by go down, you mean Stitch dragging Lilo under when actually he was dragged underwater by uh Jumba, Jumba and, and Pleakley. Mhm. Yeah and uh yeah uh Bubbles is like you failed i'm going to i'm going to show up tomorrow and take custody of, of Lilo
1: mm-hmm. and it's not that like he he's intentionally being a bad guy but it was like cuz he he has that moment with Nani when he's like look you have to think about what's best for Lilo even if that removes you from the picture and like <laughs> it's it's a hard moment cuz you you like oh no and feel really bad for nani because you we saw how hard she was trying mm-hmm.
2: yeah but from, you can also kind of get where, where bubbles is coming from though so if you saw that you know like
0: I, when nani when that happens to nani it's just you like the way she's animated you feel that like yeah like when difficult things like that happen like you feel that hurt and it's even more tragic when she's with lilo in the hammock and singing aloha oi and it's oh god Aww. it's beautiful it's sad oh and...
2: uh, you know fun fact about that song that was written by um hawaii's last queen oh really yeah before you know it became a uh you know it became something else mm-hmm. so uh, she she wrote that as like sort of a last uh genuine farewell to mm-hmm. the old ways to her you know her her rulership quote unquote so 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 famous so
1: much more sad
2: yeah Mm -hmm. so it's the last night of this thing and stitches stitches in full on you know guilt sad like Like, conflict mode but gently so
1: i I don't know if he so much feels well he probably does feel some guilt over what is happening with nani and lilo because like uh David does say to him, oh, I thought they were going to make it, but then you showed up. It's kind of mean mm-hmm. from Sweet David. like oh Damn. my gosh. But what's interesting in that at this point is that Stitch, he he has been introduced to the concept of family and he wants his own family but he has, he doesn't yet recognize that Lilo and Nani could be his family.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: he goes off, he takes the, the Ugly Duckling book and he, he goes off into the woods and and starts you know hoping that he will be found by his family.
2: I like how he looks at the book for advice and he's just like, oh, if I say lost, my family will come and find me. So he's standing there in the woods all night just going lost, lost. I'm like, oh. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and then like it doesn't let up because like the next I think the next scene is like we we have Nani at the at uh, the table. And she's, like, crying, and where she's looking at the clock, because Bubbles is about to show up to take Lilo, and, like, I almost, like, this this watching that we just did before the recording, like, I felt like I was gonna tear up. It's was like, damn. It's hard.
0: It's yeah. really. Oh, yeah. I, oh, gosh, I feel so much for this family. Dang it. But David rushes in and is like, hey, I may have gotten you a job. Good guy, David. I don't think she should have
1: left Lilo alone, though, for... No. That was... Definitely not a bad move. I mean, sorry, that was a bad move. Not a good move. But she's also 19, and she needs this job. And, like, I, I, you can forgive her for it. But
2: She should have brought Lilo with her.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. so.
2: Like, but, yeah, I mean, I get why that she would have made the mistake. But, like, no matter what, their house was going to blow.
0: <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, aliens because... still came in, and they're still a fight, and it's quite amazing, I'm not going to lie. This is quite... A uh, fight scene between Jumba and Stitch.
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. Jumb- Jumba and pleakley got fired, and the ga- the ga- uh, the Galactic Council, like the the Chief Councilwoman, is like, "Gantu, I need you to go in and, and pick up the experiment." So that's been set in motion. But meanwhile, Jumba is has this moment where he like actually kind of talks to Stitch, but then like Stitch bolts, and then it's back to the fight again. Um, destroys the house. <laughs> that, that, this this uh this uh fight scene. It's, it's so much good slapstick, and it's really, it's really <laughs> it's funny.
0: A, a blue, a blue bug, and smacks him.
2: <laughs> so good. Um. But yeah, the house blows up, and I actually really like I, this. It's it, it's darkly comedic that bit. I always remember this line where the fire truck goes by his Nani's leaving the shop. She just uh, and she goes, "Don't turn left. Don't turn left. It turns left." And she's <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like you know this has happened before.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lilo. Oh, and then we get back to tragedy where like Cobra Bubbles comes in and he has to take Lilo. He's putting her in the car and then they're yelling and Lilo realizes what's happened. And she, she, I mean, knowing how stressful situations, immediately leaves the car and runs off. And then- she
2: almost like has a falling out with Stitch too because of you know, him being there and revealing he's an alien. She's like, so you're one of them. And there's a betrayal there, and she's like, "Go away, I don't want it." And then that's when Gantu pops up and hits them both with the with
0: net. The net gun.: It almost went that liar revealed. Route. Almost.: Almost. But then I'm
2: so glad they avoided that. I'm so glad, because that would have been so annoying.
0: And mm-hmm. um, then we get more action. So:
2: <laughs> That's true, but not before uh, Nani almost hits uh, you know, beats stitch to a pole with a tree branch
0: uh And then that's a
2: good scene. Think, that's when Stitch also pulls the ohana bomb.
1: <laughs> I think yeah this,
0: I think this is when we hear Stitch talk most of all. By the way, Stitch.
2: Although he did, he, I do like that exchange. You know, it's not a Christmas. It's not Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Uh,
0: by the way, I forgot to mention this. Stitch is voiced by Chris Sanders, the director. <laughs>
1: yeah. Like
0: I said, it's totally Chris Sanders' baby. I swear, this film is totally his his brainchild. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and. Uh, this is, again, it's this is the point when we're at our lowest point. Uh, uh, Stitch escapes Antu, but is caught by Jumba and Pleakley. But Nani has lost her sister, and then this leads to what are we gonna do? And like you said, Stitch gives the uh Ohana
1: bomb, and then and he's, all he's still- very persuasive. So Jumba decides for <laughs> <the> help. <laughs> all he says is e-. okay. <laughs> He's very
2: persuasive. <laughs> I like, I, like I said before, I like Jumba. Um,
0: now, just letting you know so, uh, this leads into the uh, spaceship against spaceship scene. This is the biggest change. Uh, uh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. originally, Nodding, Jumba, and Pleakley were going to hijack a Boeing 747 jet from the airport and fly it through downtown Honolulu. This was during 2001. Oh. This is when they were planning,
1: yeah.
2: Is that why the spaceship they're flying looks vaguely like a Boeing, Mm
1: -hmm. but it's
2: actually a spaceship?
1: It looked a lot more like a Boeing before, because it was one. And then they they tweaked the model, and they changed the cityscape into mountains. Um, Yeah, because 9-11 happened, and they're like, "Mm, we're going to have to make some changes, because this might make some people uncomfortable.
2: If I hadn't known about that, I wouldn't have guessed. Now it makes a lot of sense. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it actually works because I, I, I like that joke. It's like, what, you think we walked here?
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a good sequence. Another good sequence. All the action sequences here are so fun and fluid and make sense. And the action just goes. Um, poor sunburn man just cannot eat that, that mint chip ice cream. I feel, I so. I feel for that man.
1: Chip ice cream's so good.
2: It really is.
1: I really want ice cream now. Damn it! (laughs) Uh,
2: Stitch gets blown up a lot and doesn't die because he's from
0: a mountaintop.
2: (laughs) I love, I love that they they this this adventure carries him from Kauai all the way to the Big Island, and they end up in the lava fields, and then Stitch like uses a tanker truck and a volcano tanker
0: truck, and they're like, "Uh, um, Stitch is going at eighty four miles per hour. In a tri- in a tanker truck <laughs> into a volcano, so he can explode. <laughs> to <get>
2: the- Human <laughs> is like a Superman fly moment <laughs> with like one fist out. This it's movie great. is so ridiculous. This movie is like. wonderful. So they 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 defeat Gantu, they rescue Lilo, uh, everything's pretty good, and then we get the final sort of like pathos on the beach where. You know, the Grand Counselor's there, and she's like, We're, we are have to take him in. Uh, you two are under—everybody here—like, Captain, you're being reassigned, or you're being retired. Uh, Jumba and Pleakley, or you will be lucky if, you know, you <laughs> get anything after this.
0: Um, I, the one thing Stitch says here, and I think this means more to me than uh, Ohana means family. Family means no one gets left behind, is when he says, this is my family. I found them. They're broken. But still good. Yeah, still good.
1: It's so sweet. It it definitely, we're kind of reminded of the the contrast or just like how far he's come. Because we're we're kind of witnessing the moment with the Grand Councilwoman where like before she gave Stitch that, that chance. Like, can you show us that you are, you know, you can be reasoned with and he says something so vile that robots are puking bolts. But now <laughs> suddenly he's like asking for permission to say goodbye and being like thank you, and like being so super sweet. And then it's like oh can't he stay? No, we gotta stick to the rules. And that's when layla's like hey, I bought him. If you take him, you're stealing. And then this all to took place
2: over the course of three days. Damn, by the way,
1: that's right? So, <gasps>
0: um. But then, as a result, the uh, I, I got to give props to the uh, grand, uh, grand councilwoman. She says uh, he's being exiled here. This family is—he's under this family's care this family is protected by the by uh, the alien federation and then we discover there's this whole backstory in Roswell in the 1970s that CIA agent Cobra Bubbles was a part of <laughs> and you're like what in the world i want to know more about cobra bubbles how did he went from like men in black to social worker how did this happen like wow
2: you know What I appreciate about this ending this ending bit though after they leave is that this weird family got bigger.
0: Oh yeah. Because now it's
2: now it's technically it's including David, who, as we established, he he asked Nani for a date because of the job offer. Um uh where's David, but Jumba and Pleakley and Bubbles, Cobra Bubbles, are all part of this
0: now. I love the fact that Jumba and Pleakley, the reason why they're there is because Grand councilwoman turns to the person make sure those two don't get on my ship <laughs> just like they're stranded they're stranded bye don't get them on my ship um uh, yeah they become a whole big
1: weird family
0: Adorable. it's beautiful
1: beautiful family yeah it's no i definitely beautiful. love the the concept of a found family uh 'Cause I like one of my favorite phrases that I learned this year, like everyone knows the whole blood is thicker than water phrase. But like I didn't know mm-hmm. until this year that the original phrase was the blood of like heaven is thicker than the water mm-hmm. of the womb. And I was like, oh, Truth, man. Truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. And this movie encompasses that in like a much more friendlier way. But it's 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 beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I,
2: I think it's, and it's such an important message.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I, I think uh, too often we think like, oh, family is just only blood. And actually there's that point where Stitch is like, I'm waiting for my family. And he's thinking blood family. And it really, that's not always the case. A family, like even found family, is still family. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness gracious. I love this film.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I think we all do. Mm-hmm. It's very sentimental kind of way too yeah. it's just it it's it's important it's it has an an important message and a good one and a sweet one
0: and it's done so well in such a creative and funny way and this film does deserve the praise that it does it is it is a phenomenal animated film this is probably my favorite out of the dark ages. it's weird to think this was part of the dark age film
2: well we're slowly going back into the yeah.
0: Mhm.
2: Hmm. Well, that's pretty much it apart from the nice little photo montage r- during the credits where we see them going places. I love that they all like a bunch of them go to Graceland. That's a nice little shout out too.
1: <laughs> yeah, a nice cute little thank you for for the support and contributions that they did. My mm-hmm. my favorite thing is obviously I think the last photo that we finish on is like how they kind of tape stitch it into the the Burn family photo. Cute touch Mhm, so cute ah, it hits me right in the feels <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: I leave this one feeling so good and I think that's a great way to kind of close out uh, the episode like honestly um,
1: 10 out of this. 10 go
2: watch it if you haven't uh,
1: if you have watched it go watch it again because you know you wanna
2: I might <laughs> 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 or at least go read those comics again or this might be one of those opportunities where I do look into a couple of the sequels, but I mean I can leave it here and be completely happy. But man, I just want to see Six Two Five, who I think was voiced by oh my gosh, what, was, that, was that Rob Paulson? Rob Paulson I voiced Six Two Five. I think it's Rob Paulson, mm-hmm. which is amazing. um Stage, thank you so much for joining us for this episode.
1: Of course, always happy to join you guys. Always happy to talk Disney. I'm sorry that I have a potty mouth. That's so okay.
2: More like a Donald mouth.
1: Yeah, we will. <laughs> let, uh, you That's why David edits.
2: Mm-hmm. It's okay, uh, Donald. Donald. Donald's got your back.
1: Thank you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> like any good caballero.
0: Yes. I would ask say to um, uh, ask if Sade has any plugs, but I think our, her uh,
1: his plugs are the same as our kind of plugs. Yes. Uh, our, our, we come from the same plug. i don't know where i was going with that but yeah no anything you guys have to plug is is where i'm coming from too um
2: yeah Uh, i mean you all know our other stuff we uh, are all part of the the three of us are all part of the creative horror network and we do other podcasts over there um that are some of them are not safe for work so i don't have to edit them as hard (laughs) but uh, yeah if you want to hear the stuff that we do you can go over there and check out all the many shows there. We actually just uh, backed up a lot of the older content from the there on our YouTube channel on the Creative for our YouTube channel as well so if you prefer that you can go there too. Uh, we have that on, on lockdown as well um, but as for this show uh, I will say uh, stick with us next month because we uh, there's one there's an, there's one coming up I'm very excited. I haven't seen this one. Uh, I haven't seen this one since I saw it in theaters.
0: Which one? We're gonna be doing uh, Treasure Planet next. Oh, have fun. Have fun. (laughs) I've only seen it
1: once. Same.
2: What? So, yeah. Oh. Yeah.
1: Well, I'll have to tune in and and hear what you guys say. Next time I come back, I'll I'll bring a, a nice big platter of beignets and some gumbo for you. Yes. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Oh. We, we,
2: we've got your other big lockdown uh, for a, a, you know a few months.
1: Or when?
0: Oh, actually, I can tell you when that comes out.
2: Okay. That- if we stay on track, gentle listeners.
1: Uh, that would be um, June 2021. Hey. May? I mean, universe swelling. Maybe we can record that one together in person. <laughs> maybe we'll see. I'm putting that Let's energy go. out there. Come on, you. Let's get
2: everything Put that board. energy out there. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Uh, if right. not, we'll
1: we'll each enjoy our, our respective bowl of gumbo, gumbo in our own places. So,
0: um, until then, aloha, everyone. Aloha. Oh, that's good.
2: 105 minutes of Super Mario Brothers in the can can't believe we did it uh, What's next? Obviously Dunstan checks in Oh, you mean the 1996 ape film directed by Ken Kwapis? That's right We're going to watch it one minute at a time and for each minute that we watch we're going to find a film that pairs nicely like a, a wine with a fine dinner Sounds great See you next week Dunstan checks min Dunstan checks min Dunstan checks min Dunstan checks min